Welcome to Finding Your Flow Part 1. Flow is a topic that Dr. Ditzel and I talk about quite often. So today we're going to break it down and explain what flow is, tools you can use to create flow states, why companies are implementing flow into their business, and how to use flow to put your mindset together to change your environment. Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topics off limits when it comes to Dr. D psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. So, I mean, probably the easiest sort of handhold for this is it's the runner's high or the state of cognition where uh, you're performing, you're acting, you're doing a task or you're doing a sport or some action that allows you to get to this place in your um, experience where you're at optimal or ultimate performance. And that state has certain characteristics. A lot of people describe it as time seems to slow down. So there's time distortion, there's complete focus on the activity or the sport, there's immersion in the activity, you become one with the activity or part of whatever you're doing. Other aspects include that your, your skills are commensurate to the challenge and the challenge is challenging, somewhat so but not completely overwhelming. Additionally, there's immediate feedback so that you can uh, build the next action off the previous action, bringing in creativity and innovation. So in these high performance states, essentially you're able to, to my understanding, hack your own neurochemistry, your, neuro, your neurobiology, because when the, the, the steps leading to high performance states and the state itself essentially will release neurochemicals and fire up certain aspects of the brain and turn down other aspects of the brain that allow you other or other parts or real estate of the brain that allow you to stay in this high performance zone where you're able to accomplish sometimes what might be considered by others superhuman feats or, or things that have never been done before with much less, less effort than if you try to do it outside of a flow state. So essentially it's it's a high performance mindset. It's it's the, the, you know, the rolling the dice and everything comes right. The, the next action is obvious to you and automatic. Um, when you see those action movies where the elite military teams go in, they're moving too quickly, um, at least in this theatrical version, right, to portray that, you know, you're moving with cognitive plotting thought. You're moving on instinct or intuition, but mm. it's more than that. It's actually, you're in a flow state, things are moving slower, you're hyper alert, you're moving quicker, and as such, based on the previous action, you're able to create and imagine and innovate the next action, and it's like you're putting planks out in front of you as you go. So it's a, it's a, it's a very creative process as well. And it's, it's uh, basically 
a doing state and a deciding state where your doing and deciding is amplified, enhanced, and, and at times the, the, the ultimate level that you could do or that another human could do or maybe has never done before. So where, where you hear a lot about this nowadays or more in a certain realm is extreme sports or certainly pretty much anything David Goggins does. Essentially when you hear about the 100 foot wave riders, uh, the, the surfers, or the extreme sports skaters or skiers, and a number of, of different sports, but a lot of them are these less mainstream sports. These human beings over the course of the last decade have pushed human performance um, exponentially up as compared to previous generations. And But the lay public hasn't really come to understand or, or see the, or understand the terminology of what a flow state is. And so they just kind of see these crazy, you know, madcap daredevils pushing the edge all the time. But um, when you actually look into it and you look into the research, you look into how to create these states, there's actually biology and science behind it. And it turns out the good news is that I think the good news is, anyway, is that you can use a that you know this idea, this concept of achieving a flow state um, to power whatever you're trying to accomplish. And of course, when you've got you know what seems to be superhuman strength, stamina, that type of thing, it's a whole lot easier to get things done. It's just easier to do things, right? And so, with a, l a lot less effort, you can achieve amazing things. It, it simply turbo boosts your your abilities. So, if you you know get into a level where you're functioning at almost a superhuman uh, manner, then it's it's easier to do the, the the task of life. Like if you're going to move your house, or you're going to you know exercise, or whatever you whatever you plan on doing. So. Would you kind of call it must like a turbo boost for your muscle memory as a kind of way? Like instead of just going through routine, routine, it kind of like just amplifies everything. So yeah, I mean, there's that's sort of the point. There's the reason that you pursue high performance mindset is to basically look at the obstacles that you're facing in life, many of which are mundane. You know, I got to do the dishes, I got to get up, I got to make the bed, take the kids here or there. You, you can go about and do those things, right? You, you can just set off on your day and, you know, walking stick. And I don't know why I see a walking stick, but yep, walking <laughs> stick. One of those floppy hats. <laughs> yes, yes. Parts and the suspenders. You, you can just set off on your day and go about doing things, but it's going to deplete you, it's going to bleed you out because often you're just kind of following a routine in your head or you know that there's a bunch of things that need to get done, the kids got to go to school, you got to make dinner, you got to clean up dinner, you got to take the trash out of the rubbish. You can just do those things and, and things will get done. That's so profound. <laughs> but it's the manner in which you do them, it turns out is where all the difference lies. You can do a bunch of things and, and you know go to work and work at the envelope factory, right? And make the next widget. But if these things have no meaning or you've given, given them no meaning or they aren't aligned with your purpose, your greater goals, energetically they just bleed you out. They, they, they sap you of your energy. You know, it's like, oh, I gotta take out the trash. Oh, I gotta put air in the tires in the vehicle, right? It wears you down and most people are just kind of, they have this idea of, I've got these things to do, right? I've got this pile of tasks to put in my to-do list 
but there's no rhyme or reason to it because the person doesn't have a raison d'etre. They don't have like sort of a, a big enough why or any, even the concept of, well, why am I doing these things other than the obvious they need to get done. The, the, the lawn needs to get mowed, that type of stuff. So you could just kind of pick from the pile. I always see this pile of like to do, right? And it never ends. More just keeps getting heaped on. It's almost like leaves, right? A big pile of leaves and you pick one and okay, I'll go do this and I'll pick another and I'll go do this. That's what it's like for, for work for most people, as far as I can see. They're just basically trading their time, their life force for, you know, X amount of dollars every two weeks. And for that, they agree to give their time and their attention to somebody else's task list, like a corporation or, you know, if you're in medicine, a hospital. But it's, uh, it's a bad return on investment, I think, because you can still pay the bills, but do things in a manner that actually boost your ability to perform, that in that boosted ability to perform, you're able to actually create and achieve the things that you truly want in the world. And doing that, you may find um, the ability to pursue a purpose-driven existence and to um, hopefully achieve mastery at some level for the sake of improving your performance, right? And that's all supported by your biology. Since you can hack it anyway, if, if you know what you're doing, um, you might as well be supported in your effort. That the actual process of engagement of um, whatever task you're trying to do or whatever sport you're trying to do, the actual engagement of the obstacle biologically is supported by your neurochemistry if you engage the obstacle. So once you start and attack the obstacle, once you go go after it, right, you are going to be supported in your neurochemistry. Actually, there's dopamine release as you engage. So dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, oxytocin, um, endorphins, anandamide, these, these are all released at different times if you follow a process of getting things done and you do it in a certain manner that your abilities are enhanced, uh, the thing becomes easy and it's on to the next and the next and the next and the next. If you do that enough and then you tie that into something that helps other people or um, improves the, the life of other people, then that's purpose. That's where you get out of your own way and you're doing things for a higher, a higher purpose higher calling um, and so that also has certain neurochemical advantages as well so the idea is you're just basically using whatever task on a spectrum to achieve flow states or to create flow portals there's components to a flow portal some of which I mentioned that allow you to take whatever task you're doing create a little flow portal plug into boost up all your neurochemicals that make getting things done a whole lot easier and again can get to the point where you know onlookers might think wow this this is somewhat incredible. I've never seen someone skate this, this this way or ever do, you know, this spin in skiing. But that's why this stuff is possible. And a lot of times in those extreme sports, the the level of challenge is so high that the consequence of not getting into a flow state is death. You're going to die on a 100-foot wave if you don't find the flow state. And so there's a, a huge biological imperative to be able to do it, right? So in these <laughs> death-defying moments, it's where you hear time slows down and all of a sudden I'm completely focused and I see everything. I feel connected to everything. Um, that's, that's that experience um, when people are describing these states. It exists on a continuum, it turns out, as uh, the author of the book Flow, Mihai 
Csikszentmihalyi. <laughs> so happy whenever I get that right. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi uh, characterized the and broke down like what are all the components of a flow state and how do you create these to basically hack your nervous system and your endocrine system and um, promote release of all this stuff. Now it feels so good when you're in one of these states. It's it's been described as ecstatic or a religious experience or um, the reason for being or the meaning for life. It, it's so powerful. So people do chase these flow states. There's a, there's a, you know, it can get fairly dangerous if you keep using the potential for injury or death as sort of something to enhance that. So I think the idea is to have a lot of quiver, have a lot of, have a lot of arrows in your quiver of ways to get into that peak experience where you've got ultimate human performance potential, and then you can use it to do whatever you want. And it sure beats just kind of plodding along pushing the boulder up the hill, which I, is kind of what I see most people doing. Yeah. So you're saying that you can achieve flow without having to put yourself in a life or death situation or play extreme sports. Yeah. You can achieve it in conversation, right? You can achieve it at work. Uh, matter of fact, Fortune 500 companies have spent a lot of money in applying flow research into their corporate structure because they realize that flow at its highest level can be a communal activity and the way to get into even higher level intensity mindset and to perform at a higher level is to actually have a little help, right? So you have whole communities that, and there have been whole communities that are simply helping each other achieve and stay within flow as a group in mass. Um, a lot of communities are centered around extreme sports, but also the communities of corporations and business. Yeah, me and Tiffany get into those states all the time. We'll spend like seven hours on the phone one day and just like cranking through stuff. We're like, man, we need to have days like this more. There's examples of it all over when you know what you're looking for. So anytime that you sit down to the computer, jot, jot out a quick email, and all of a sudden you wrote, you know, two pages, mm-hmm. and an hour went by, right? That's, you were in a flow state. I was actually just explaining this to a client of mine, and, you know, time went by like that, and we look up, and it been three hours, I missed two other sessions. Because in the, con- ironically, in the conversation about flow state, we went into a flow state. And so she walked out all energized, happy, big smile on her face, came in, you know, distraught and tired and left energetic and happy, which I guess is a good outcome if you go see a psychiatrist, right? But she, you know, experienced just what we were talking about in the session, and the session went a long time, it turns out, though it felt like it went like that. Yeah, just moving right along. So as usual, I have things sort of right, but then sort of backwards, and then I have to kind of go back and look at it. And originally I was thinking, okay, well, so you got all these people who are trying to get essentially high in their own biology and using the vehicle of uh, extreme sports or ex- extreme activity to chase the stoke, chase, chase the high. And to be fair, some people are. Having said that, if you turn it around, right, you can instead of just chasing the high, you can use the ability to create flow portals to power your performance throughout the day on a spectrum of activities. It doesn't have to be that you're, you know, in a death-defined situation or there's great potential for your imminent peril. It could be you put yourself in a situation that has the components of a flow portal and off you go into flow. Once into flow, you can do pretty much anything better than you can without. And it feels good. You know, any one of those neurochemicals I mentioned, you know, you say one or two of them, like, you know, norepinephrine and dopamine, which is released when people do cocaine, right? And, you know, for those few moments, 
I've heard told by my clients who use cocaine. It feels great for a second, but then as I know from an addiction psychiatry standpoint, the release of the feel-good chemicals is over and now you've got about 30 days before your body and your central nervous system can regenerate all those feel-good neurochemicals. Cocaine and methamphetamine, extremely addictive, right? So people will do all sorts of crazy stuff for those drugs. Now, if those have two of the six neurochemicals I mentioned and people are that motivated by them. Imagine if you got all six of the neurochemicals that I mentioned all at once in one well-crafted cocktail of neurobiology. Feels great. So you can, again, just get behind the car and start pushing, or you can get behind the wheel, use the mindset of optimized performance or ultimate performance to skillfully drive the vehicle and as you're skillfully driving the vehicle and by the way that's got a lot of components of a flow state driving or a flow portal you can drive with increasing skill creativity uh, autonomy and in doing that you're creating a flow experience that you can drive the vehicle anywhere or you can drag along behind it but the option's yours <laughs> My preference is get behind the wheel and drive the fuck out of it. <laughs> drive, drive the wheels right off it if you can. Not behind the, not just any wheels either, the tank. Get behind the tank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's silly not to because it's just good, clean fun. And, and it changes you, changes who, you know, it could be creating situations where your your intention is to increase your capacity, changes you as a human being. You don't look at obstacles in the same way that everybody does. Um, around you. They look at obstacles as a problem. You look at obstacles as an opportunity to perform. You look at frustration differently. You know, most people get frustrated and they think they're doing something wrong. No. Frustration's needed for creativity, which spurs on innovation, which is required in flow, you know. So if you want to perform at the highest level, you have to be able to use your imagination in all the areas, parts of your brain. If you allow yourself to get distracted, game over, the whole thing shuts down. Because if you can't attend to anything, then you can't do any of these things. So now mindfulness becomes putting the key in the ignition of driving the vehicle skillfully. It's no longer you know, our initial reaction to it. You hear mindfulness nowadays and you think it's a spiritual practice. Nope, it's a cognitive tool. I mean, I guess you can use it as a spiritual practice or it can be a part of a spiritual practice, but actually it turns out it's a cognitive tool. And if you are, can learn to focus your attention, keep it on a task and do something, then you can achieve a flow state where your support, your, your performance is actually supported by your biology and things are a whole lot easier and a lot more efficient and then in that state, you can, boom, blast off and do anything you want. You can create pretty much anything. You can achieve pretty much anything or go beyond what you thought was possible. Certainly what you thought your limits were get blasted away day by day. And you realize, wow, there's a huge amount of capacity that we're all leaving on the table that we can all do. It's, you don't have to go do, let's go do some special training. Let's go go get a box of, you know, all the components of the Dodge Hellcat, you know, like you get the components and you put them in. It's like a hundred some components. And then all of a sudden you've got this souped up version. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to go get a special degree or spend wads of cash. It's just learning how to put your mindset together to engage your environment. So the moral of the story is flow can improve your daily life and help you in the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Sykes in the City. The podcast is all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with your friends, and follow us on social for more exclusive content.